you are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome everyone to the Freelancer Codex podcast, episode 133. I am your host, Steve. Today is July the 28th. It is a Tuesday. It's the day that we do not normally record, but we decided to record a little bit early so that we wouldn't skip out because on Thursday, a couple of us are going to be gone. And I don't know if we can trust Devin to run the show on his own. Devin, should we trust you to run the show on your own? I mean, I stream three nights a week, so. Yeah, but can you monologue for like an hour and 30 minutes by yourself? I stream for two on, hours every night. On, on more topics than <laughs> just Halo. Hey, that's not that's the same. That's all that we need to talk about, all right? It's true. That, we are going to do a lot of Halo talk today. SJ, thanks for hanging out with us in chat. How's it going? We're doing good. I am here with my co-host. Michael is here and Devin is here as always. Guys, thanks for being here. We have a lot of fun things to talk about today. Um, a lot of off-topic stuff we are going to touch on. Some of the gaming news. There, There's some news out there. I don't know if it's all like entirely that interesting, but we'll touch on a couple of the topics. But really, I just want to like um, just kind of have a couple candid chats today because it's I think it's something I need and then there's a lot of things I need to get off this off my chest we're shutting the show down I'm just kidding we're not doing that um housekeeping humor. in the beginning All right it, humor <laughs> yeah that's just humor guys like that's that's a joke are you um are you sure nope not really sure humor is subjective <laughs> like many things in this world like art um you can if speaking you have questions art. or comments speaking of art. speaking of art Devin has some art <laughs> if you didn't tune into the early he, uh, live stream parts he took a uh, human anatomy art. class and it had nothing to do with human anatomy <laughs> was putting faces oh, I'm pretty on sure inappropriate things <laughs> yeah not rusted at things what it was. <laughs> rusted no. things for hanging we'll tweet it out and we'll see the response <laughs> that we get how about that Devin? i'm just gonna put it as my camera the whole time please don't do that please don't. We, we, please don't. i think we will get banned from twitch for doing that. Rusty, thanks for hanging out with us. it's a drawing <laughs> well okay yeah but there's a lot of drawings of things you can't show on twitch either it's, it's not like just because it's face please do not show it right now whatever you do do not put it on camera okay do not do that oh, um man. if you have questions or comments Oh, not that. Yeah, that does look like an idiot. If you have questions or comments, you can write in at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Drop us a line, hit us up. Questions, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. We would like to thank our patrons. We would like to thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man in Steel, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., The Gameplay Experience, and RZ. Thank you so much for your patronage. We really appreciate the support that you've given us on the Freelancer Codex. This has been a fun adventure that we have been on, that we will continue to be on, because we don't plan on shutting the show down as long as we enjoy playing video games. And that's probably going to be forever, despite what my wife wants. Um, so, So, yeah. So, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you, everyone, for chat. So real quick, Devin, I just kind of wanted to jump into a couple topics, but first I wanted to know what you have been up to this week. I know we recorded only like five days ago, but in those five days, what have you been doing with your time? Uh, <laughs> well, so I've been spending time with my family. and uh, That's good. Just hanging out, <laughs> um, playing some games, playing some Halo but uh, yeah, Halo we'll Five specifically, or you been jumping into the other Halos? Uh, yeah, I've been playing Halo Infinite. It's all did, up here in my head. Did but, Did uh, you <laughs> jump into Halo Three at all after it came to Steam? Uh oh, you mean to PC? Yeah, yeah. I I played it on PC. 
um, through the Windows Store. I have it through the Windows Store, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I was going through. I was in their flight testing for it, the working out the kinks on the campaign and stuff. It's a lot of fun. Feel the view for slider changes a ton of things. Changes. Does it really? Yeah, you can go up to 120, and if you put it on 120, it feels like you're sprinting in Halo 5, even though you're going the exact same speed. Um, so it's it's crazy. So. How it just changes it up that much? Have you, have you found that when you are doing all these flights, are you more excited to play the game when it hits release or less excited when it hits release? Um, I think about the same. It doesn't diminish my excitement to play. Um, just, if anything, it's like, okay, I can actually play and continue my progress instead of play some of the stuff and then have it not carry over. Um, but that's just part of testing, right? You, you play the stuff and it doesn't save and, and uh, you know, you get the opportunity to play it early and give you feedback. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. So cool, I'm cool, hopeful, cool. you know, that once they are able to start flighting for Halo Infinite, that I might be able to get in. You never know. Do you think they are going to start flighting for Infinite? Is that something that they've talked about? Uh, yeah, they've talked about in their interviews. So after the show last week, they did a bunch of interviews and all the information is still slowly trickling out from all the different people. There was groups that would get together uh, and you could they would go over the demo with you and explain stuff as they were going through. And then you could ask questions, basically. And so all these people that have had asked different questions and whatnot, and so they have uh, you know, slowly given that information out as people are putting it in their videos or, or however they, you know, get the information out there. But they, they talked about how because of the pandemic and stuff and working from home, it's a lot harder and the scope for flighting has definitely changed. Um, but it is something that they want to do. And it's also something that they plan on using going forward as well with future content for Halo Infinite. So um, I see that as a good sign. You know, it's not, they're not doing like the whole games as a service, but they're definitely, you know, like they said, they want it to be a platform and they're going to add, you know, downloadable content for it. Whether that's, I'm guessing this, you know, going to be story content and much easier stuff to do. Um, whether it's mission type stuff for, you know, similar level of Spartan Ops or not, I don't know. Um, but that's kind of the direction they're going. So, cool. And, and I think we could probably talk a lot about more because I think we're going to have a Halo dedicated section um, section on this podcast because I think there's a lot of things that we need to talk about. We need to kind of get off our chest, so we'll save the rest of that for, for a little bit later. So, Mike, what have you been up to in the last couple of days that we have not talked? So the last time, last time we met, um, I said that I was probably going to maybe start getting back into Destiny because trying to find something – Something to play, you know, something to kind of get back into the thing and try to get those habits going to where you start playing and find that time. So I actually did. I ended up going back to Destiny. Um, you just and I have never no idea able to I cut that no, ball and chain, are you? No, I think I can. I'm, I'm, to, I'm to the point now where I'm like, this is because before, before it was I have to play this. But now it's like, right. okay, I'm going to play this now. Right. So it's not I, I definitely don't feel that same kind of draw. Mostly because um, I didn't realize I was gone from Destiny for that long. Yeah, it's been I years. Am behind. It's I been am, almost three years, Mike. Has it been that long? And I am yeah. lost. Yeah. I have no clue what I should be doing, where I should be going. 
Um, but aside from that, picking up a gun and shooting the things in the face like that, that comes back quick to you, right? And so it's super fun um, trying to get your light level, your power level up to. I, so I when I logged on, I was at 750, and I'm one of my quests is get to get to 900. So I guess that's how far behind I am. So so to get SJ, up that high. SJ asked, what was the last expansion that you played? So I was actually trying to think of that while I was talking. I don't know. You so played launch you... Destiny 2 was the last thing you played in. Yeah. It must have we... Yeah. I don't think I got a Destiny 2 expansion. So it was just when Destiny Osiris. 2 came Osiris was the first expansion for Destiny 2. Destiny 2? I don't think I finished Destiny 2. No, we did. We beat Gaul. Remember we when we when we was fought that... Gaul the first time, he like completely bugged and like oh, didn't he do anything. Totally... Well, it's because we burned him down too far. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's because we were like, we hit level, like level cap in like the first 10 seconds of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I don't have any of the Destiny 2 expansions. Um, And and so I'm there. I'm right now. I'm trying to find Eris because she's bat crap crazy and doing something weird. Right. So, so that's right. I mean, and like I said, it's not terrible. It's fun. The guns are cool. The play is fun. Um, shooting the things are fun. Um, so, I mean, that's where I am. The boys are getting into it. They're wanting to play and stuff. So I might let them do their own characters on the Xbox and, and play there because I ported everything over, not ported, but I took everything over to PC after we were done playing on the Xbox. And so I moving think, everything uh, up that way. I think it'll be interesting to hear your story of like, whether you continue with it despite the lack of onboarding, like with the new light thing, like everyone getting access to those and not having like clear direction of what you're supposed to do. Because I, I booted it up one time before also when they announced the new light thing and I was completely lost also. Mm -hmm. Granted, I did not give it enough time to go in and search and figure out what I needed to do. Cause I, we could have very easily like looked up a guide online that says oh, yeah. I'm new, what should I do? And then that would have given us you know, direction, but I didn't do that. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to hear like your, if you, if you stick with it, if it's something that you really enjoy doing, if you end up picking up the expansions or like, I mean, I guess when it comes so, to Game Pass, you shouldn't have yeah. to get the expansions, right? Yeah. It's coming to Game Pass. That's kind of what the, that's kind of what the lead up was, was knowing that it's going to come. Was it, was it August, October? It coming, it's coming soon, right? Cause we found that out. We found that out at um, Xbox xbox yep. show a couple weeks ago or a week i will ago. tell you yeah so so one of the big things steve also is november that, 10th is that oh november so that not only do i That's when the new don't expansion. know where to go i don't oh, know yeah. where i am like i have i have no indicators mm -hmm. of saying like you are she says september you are at this point in in this current expansion right so there's nothing that indicates that I guess if there is, if you go to like your quests page, but man, there is, there well, are a like lot of menus. Page page. Yeah, there there's are a so lot of menus to, and... to navigate. And it's just like, okay, shut down. Go, well, go, it, go to Earth and shoot some things. Get some menus. What makes it even worse is like trying to load it up on, you know, current gen consoles mm -hmm. is like minutes of load time just to load into the tower. And then when you're going out of there, you're loading just to get into the other loading screen, you know. And, and, and I guess that's one of the reasons that they are putting some of that old content that isn't played as much, like, into the vault, right? 
because that's just taking up loading time. It's taking up um, space that they could be using for other things. So at least Destiny, like Bungie is like, hey, we need to do something about this problem. And like they're, they're actively doing it. So I, I think it's super cool that in a game where we complained all the time about there not being enough content, that you three years later going back, you're like, I don't even know what to do. There's so much stuff here. Well, see, and granted, see, that's because we sure. haven't played in three years. Well, and, and I'm not sure it's a content issue, right? I think it's I think it's more of a linear or, or not even linear. It's more of a progression issue. Yeah, it's it's onboarding for new players, right? right. There, there needs to be a clear path of when, if you are brand new and you load up this game, mm-hmm. this is where you start. This is what you need to do. And but But there, even... But even but even if you're brand new, that's more there's more of a delineated progression for you. If you're if you're a returning player is when it gets is when it gets tricky. Well they just put because, everything everything's on the screen and you're like, where am I supposed to look? Yeah. Looking at the map, you're like, where am I supposed to go? Because unlike, you know, when you first start playing and there's only one or two planets or one or two mm-hmm. locations, there's just everything's right there and you're like uh, and you log into the tower and like every icon is blinking go here go here go here and you're like okay analysis paralysis but do i really need to go here like like as far as story goes who do i need to go to and who why? is the main quest giver right. exactly exactly is it- but like i said i have plenty of time before september before yes. everything comes before everything comes to to game pass so i'll be able to at least try to catch up get my light level where it needs to be because right now Every activity is just above where I am. You know, you should I, talk to you should talk to Lupo. He can. You should talk shirt. to Lupo. He could I tell you exactly talk. what you need to do. Katie, we're talking about things that we have been playing. So Mike's been jumping into Destiny. Mike, is it more overwhelming um, than when we booted up Warframe for the first time that one day, and then oh immediately he uninstalled yeah. the game and <laughs> oh just walked gosh. away? He like put through the Xbox into the dumpster and like, all right, see you later. The, the, again, so the problem being, I think the problem being is that there was, there was a lot of history with destiny, right? You know what I mean? There were, there were not even, I'm not even judging it in hours anymore. Like there were years within like months that we played. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I mean, there's still that familiarity, but with Warframe, I was like, I don't even know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. So SJ says, I got into Destiny 2 with New Light and had to look up a guide just to find the campaign. So not only, so it's not just a you problem, which, you know, sometimes I suspect it might just be a Mike problem that he can't (laughs) find. Most of the time it is. Yeah. So that's very cool. I'm excited to hear your journey because like when you told me that you were playing that other game, like that Aria whatever game legends legends of aria i was like there's no way mike even plays this game for more than five minutes i tried it but i tried it i downloaded it i jumped in built the character started walking around that first little camp and was like yeah but you know what at least i tried it right i tried it trying new things judging i totally judged the book by its cover right the the game title had a knight looking off looking into the middle distance looking at a, a village i'm like oh this would be kind of cool this might be diablo-esque it wasn't no, right it's not. so so we'll try some other stuff we'll try some other stuff cool. but so we'll try destiny for, also right? exactly that's what it's for try new stuff and man there are some Riding interesting there are some interesting <laughs> I, games out there speaking well you were on Devin's, steam yeah so you were on of steam, Devin's so. art i can <laughs> imagine all the free-to-play games that you saw on steam i'm so. like i'm like uh what is going right, so, on here? so real quick, I have a don't problem. Don't do it. Right? So yeah, don't show the picture, Devin. 
So I'm super into like mechs. Like I want to, so Katie, I have not tried lucid dreams yet. I'm still working my way through binary domain. Um, I am close to that last week. (laughs) No, I am going to finish it this week. I'm close to finishing it. I'm pretty close to the end. There are some really stupid story stuff that happens in that game. Like it makes me laugh. It's like cringe. It's cringe worthy story writing, right? Um, it's just it's just really weird the american is written like the obnoxious american um frat boy which is kind of weird to me but it's not that weird because it's a japanese game made by sega so i totally understand that so i haven't done lucid dreams yet i'm going to finish that up then i started playing dead by daylight so dead by daylight there are four campers trying to escape a serial killer um from this map so mike devin i don't know if you guys know about this game or not but the quick rundown is there's four characters the villain is actually a player so there's five people playing one person is supposed to stop the four campers the four campers are supposed to escape there are five generators that need to be restarted anytime like you mess up or you make too loud of a noise the killer is alerted to your presence and the killer's job is to murder you before you can escape so this sounds like a game that I would never be like super interested in. I mean, it's like Evolve. <laughs> Evolve was very much this, like super, super early. Um, same thing with um, Fable Legends. Fable Legends was a little bit different because like the Overlord in Fable Legends was actually like buying creatures in order to stop yeah. you. Um, that game never made it out of out of beta. Was it the beta that we played it? Yeah, we played Alpha Tech Tests and then beta and then yeah and then and they and then they killed it so (laughs) so dead by daylight it's not a game that i would have suspected that i would like but it's it's fun because it's quick simple gameplay but there's depth to it and it's kind of intense because you have that feeling of like oh am i gonna escape is he gonna get me is this killer really good because there are some matches where i played where the killer was not good and it was like super easy cakewalk and those were my first (laughs) matches so i'm like this game is not that bad what is everyone talking about and then i got into a game where the killer was actually really good and we just completely got wrecked so i and this it's on game pass dead by daylight is on game pass i encourage you guys we should probably download it and play it together sometime if we ever play games ever again together like in the future i don't know when that's gonna be but i think you guys should at least try it um it i actually had a lot of fun with it i'll probably play it a couple more times on stream before i move on to something else but it's it's pretty interesting game and there's like a huge following for it now so um friday the 13th was a game that came out um i think that was adam sessler's studio that kind of got shut down um, for whatever reasons because of licensing and Dead by Day- Dead by Daylight, Dead by Daylight. That um, has been <laughs> continuing and there's it's been pretty successful. So pretty interesting game. Um, I encourage you guys to check it out. So I have been looking for a mech game because you know I'm into super giant robots, Gundams, all that fun stuff. Like um, oh shoot, the name just left me. The movie with the Jaegers. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. So I've been looking for a game that captures that feeling of being in a mech, and I've run into this issue. A lot of these games centered around mechs are super Japanese, and um, not to mention there's like the uh, the anime characters that are like, okay, yeah, we get it. You've got real big chesticles. Um, but <laughs> all of the combat is super floaty and arcadey. Like yeah. you're in this, you're in this. Devin, just don't show the pictures. Um, Steve with the sudden Aussie accent, death by daylight, <laughs> rusted. So you should actually hear Devin's Aussie accent. I think Devin does the best Australian accent. Um, 
Not bad, Devin. You should do the rest of the show in that accent. <laughs> but um, so the problem I've been having with all these games is that combat is super, super floaty in all these games. Like, there's nothing that actually lets you feel the weight of being in a giant robot. And I think the big thing is that, and, and I do know that Gundam is like a, is a Japanese series, but here's my issue and here's what you guys need to tell me about. I think this is like a story gameplay issue that most mech games or most movies or most TV shows that I enjoy where there is a mech, only 10% of the time is spent with the mech. Yeah, And the rest of it is either story or humans doing other things. And I don't know if there's a game out there that really actually captures that because they're like, oh, the gameplay has to be good and it's got to be front and center. And like the gameplay is all super boring in a lot of these games that I play. But like, but about, I mean, is there a about Titanfall? So and, and that's what I was going to say. Like Titanfall does it right because you are in and out of the mech. And I think they knew that it's like, hey, we can't be in the mech the entire time because that cheapens the experience. And then you, you have to feel like, you know, you're weak in order to feel the strength of being in a mech, right? Devin, you got to stop moving like that, dude. Like, it, 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 it makes me motion sick. Like, Devin is moving on the screen and I am not. It's messing me up. And I don't know if I'm explaining this right or not, but other than no, Titanfall... I can, under, I can understand your point, although you're probably, although you're not explaining it correctly because you're your command of the English language is just lacking. Um, (laughs) But I understand what you're saying. I can draw you a picture if you want. (laughs) Devin can. Um, So if you're in the mech all the time, which is what, which is again, what your point is, is that you're in the mech. So that's your character. So then, so then you're not, that's just who you are. You're not any weaker when you're out. You're not stronger when you're in. So I get that part. That makes a lot of sense. Um, plus with something that big in a world where there's also humans, like the mechs aren't built for the human world, right? So there's, Correct. there's a disconnect there anyway. They have to mesh well. Pacific Rim, as a, from a story standpoint, does it really well because you have to defeat these big monsters. But, but you couldn't, you, we couldn't have our characters living in a mech and just walking around patrolling the area. Right. So I get that. And probably the same way in games, because, again, it's just too big. You can't see the action because it's too big. You, you're the little human. So I get it. Um, and, and so I so I come back to like you were saying, like it all comes back to Power Rangers for me. Right. Nice. Because Power Rangers, when you're growing up, you're like, oh, these mechs are so cool. But it's like this is the last 20 seconds of the show. Like yeah. you couldn't have this whole show be that because then that just kind of ruins your story. Like you said, it's like, Oh, I'm going to just walk through this cardboard city and now everybody's uh-huh. dead, you know? Exactly. And like those teenagers killed a lot of people in those, in those fights, right? All those cardboard <laughs> buildings that were inhabited by those, people. They were and totally then, not inhabited, right? And oh, then we had the, it was always down in the abandoned, the abandoned part of town. <laughs> How many abandoned districts are in this dang city? <laughs> so many. Right, no, and that's and, and that's where you get the the plot line to the Incredibles. So, yeah, and, and Katie, I'm not like you can you can not like Power Rangers. That's fine. I'm not a huge fan of it. I was just going back to like you know why where is this base? Why are there not games like built around the mechs? And it's because like story wise, it's just like it takes up such a small part of you know what it would really be like being in one of those things. So I need to find like a AAA experience that has you fighting in a big giant mech. And maybe that's like a Kojima game. Maybe I'm just looking for Metal Gear or something. But anyway. You're looking you're looking for like you're looking for like Robot Wars, the game, 
where it's just a Street Fighter version with mechs, right? Like, uh, like that's what you're looking for. I don't know because they, I mean, they have it. They had a Pacific Rim fighting game, and that game was terrible by all means. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was actually it was actually out there. All right, last thing because I did a bunch of other stuff, but I um, this is a dumb story uh, because this is kind of typical me. So my stupid iPhone has been going out because the charge port is not working. So anytime I plug in my phone, like you wiggle the cord and I lose his connection, it comes back and it's super frustrating because I do a lot of work with my phone because I take a lot of pictures and trying to transfer files with like a wonky cable that if you breathe on it, it disconnects, it really sucks. So, so instead of buying a brand new phone, I'm like, well, I'll just buy this $12 um, ribbon and replace and replace it, right? So that's no big deal. I like take apart iPhones all the time and replace it for people. No big deal. I ended up with four screws left over. I don't know where these screws go. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with them. So far, I don't think the phone has actually needed them. So I'm just like waiting for the day. It's like, oh, that's where this screw goes. So if you do take apart your phone, just know you don't have to use all the screws again. Some of them are optional. I do know the fix, though. What's the fix? You upgrade your phone. So I... when you do right get the get the magnetic charge cables right so the one that you just plug into the the end there and you leave it there you never take it out and it just connects to the other end for you're telling magnets. me that you never take it out <laughs> <laughs> honestly mike honestly <laughs> You left Devin speechless. That's I'm, really rare. I'm, I'm actually I'm surprised that your phone. Picture right I'm now. actually surprised that your phone isn't the Q, the Quibi, the Q R I Q Q T. What's it? The t- I have no idea what you're charging. talking about. How come you don't use wireless charging? But you have to plug in to plug into your machine yeah, to, to get, get pictures. Get off. the information right off of it. Oh, so yeah. so so I so I fixed it and it works fine. It's like charge port, boom, perfect. I just have four extra screws. So so you know. So you go to the doctor and he performs a surgery and he's like, I got these four extra bones. Uh, what do I do? I mean, if them? I if I don't need them, but I mean, you know, <laughs> fixing my phone is a little bit different than going into the hospital for an invasive procedure, right? I don't think those two things are equivalent. Well, okay. All right. I'll give you that. So, one. so, so that's what we've been doing. Um, we can talk about a lot of things later. So, really, what I want to do is I want to kind of dive back into Halo and do a recap from the last couple of days because more than any other game this year, I don't think we have seen a reaction like we have seen a reaction to Halo Infinite. Right? I know there was there. Well, there was a huge there was huge backlash for The Last of Us too. But a lot of that was centered, and a lot of that was centered around story, and a lot of that was also overinflated, and a bunch of fans like, um, just, I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of that was also un, unwarranted, unqualified. I mean, people can like what they want. We've always said we're not going to tell people how to feel. But between Last of Us Two fan outlash and Halo Infinite fan outlash, it's like kind of tripping me out. So what I did. Because everyone has said on the internet that Halo Infinite looks like garbage. And a lot of people said, hey, it looks amazing. So I went back and listened to our reactions because I wanted to know like where we landed and where we fell and wanted to know if we were like completely off base from everyone else. And we were just kind of like, hey, this is how it looks. This is the style that they're going for. Um, it is what it is and move on. So we didn't really touch too much on the graphics of the game. So I would kind of like to talk about that now and get our thoughts and opinions on how 
Halo Infinite looks and whether we like it or whether we dislike it. So Mike, we'll start with you. Like thinking of Halo Infinite, did the graphics stand out to you at all? I don't think they they stood out for me, but that doesn't mean that they were bad either. Um, it just, I mean, for me, it just seemed like they were... They were just there, they served their purpose? Yeah, they served their purpose. I don't, I don't, I guess I'm, I, I'm not sure if they, are they supposed to stand out? Are we going with some new, I mean, they looked... They looked on par with everything else that I had watched, so I don't know if I don't so, know if if I was supposed to be amazed by them. No, and so this is this is why like I'm I'm glad to have your opinion, Mike, because we have Devin who is a super fan who notices everything. Um, you who is just like, hey, I'm here to play the games, so we're gonna have like a good like gauge of you know Devin reaction compared to Mike reaction, and I'll fall somewhere in the middle that you know does it really matter that much that the game doesn't like blow you away graphically like with the way that it looked mike does this like change your desire to buy the game would like looking at what you saw does that looking at those graphics do you say to yourself i'm not buying this game because of how it looks? i mean i mean if it if it looked like if it looked like snes Star Fox, maybe i'd be like no nah, i'm not gonna get this right but right. and I, and I don't and I don't mean to to cause Devin anxiety or anything, but it looked like I mean it looked like Anthem, it looked like Destiny that I just got done playing. It looked it looked like um, uh, what did the boys and I play uh, Overwatch? It looks I mean it just so so you I would guess, say it I looks guess current I gen. Yeah, I I, I guess I, okay. yeah current gen. That's that's a good way to say it, it looks current gen. Okay, so Devin like after everything that you saw, everything that's been going on, like what was your take when you first saw, I mean, are, are you even able to separate like what you saw from your halo fandom? Is that something yeah, no, that I you mean, personally can do? Yeah. When I, when I first saw it, I was definitely like, okay, first, you know, the initial, you know, when he's talking with the pilot, that looks amazing. looks super, looks really good. Obviously the pilot is less, uh, you know, the, the bar was a little lower because, what they wanted to do with Halo Infinite is go back to doing their own cinematics, right? So that's what they're doing. Instead of doing, you know, blur cinematics, like, you know, that was one of the craziest, most overblown things when people were trying to compare, like, in-game brute models versus blur, you know, from Halo Wars 2 cinematic brutes. It's like, come on, there's, that's, that's not even a fair comparison at all, you know. Uh, movie style, you know, super high quality cinematic uh you know from blur studios versus in-game running an engine on you know in real time cinematic and so uh i think the game looked good there's definitely issues i mean that that's really obvious i mean i've watched the the demo probably at least uh, probably 50 to 60 times i would say um since thursday yeah seems about and right um yeah i mean there's definitely issues but there's also a lot of little things that i didn't even notice and i'm still like even today like that's what my notes were from is from watching it again today but i watched you know watched it at 0.25 speed on in 4k right and that just gives me the opportunity and i've watched it like three or four times that way today 
And it's just like, oh, I didn't even see these little things. There's so many details. So, like, at first glance, it definitely looks current gen. But at the same time, there's so many things that you could not even do with current gen. But, I don't know, I, I think there's there's two different things. People are trying to compare uh, enclosed linear, you know, graphics versus large, huge op open world. Uh, you know, the, the level of graphics have to be looked at in in the context that the game is being made right you can't have super high high level visuals of a linear you know single player story like you get with playstation at 30 frames per second versus an extremely large open world 60 frames per second game you know so uh, i think that's one of the biggest problems is they were just really the messaging when it was played you know I would say like Mike's uh, outlook on it is one that most people, if they saw it would have versus the people online who are really invested in one box or the other, or this box succeeding, this box failing. Um, and so any kind of negative spin, anybody can put on it, you know, they're going to put on it. If, if you're for the PlayStation over Xbox, if you want them to die or whatever else. And uh, so I think that's definitely a lot of the problems, and it's really not uh, – there's several key issues, which if you haven't watched the Digital Foundry video that they put out, um, which is very good about some of the lighting techniques and different issues that you can see in the game that can definitely be fixed but are also there for current-gen consoles and explained why some of the graphics look the way they do. And so – and, and I think a couple of things that have come out, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not as tapped into Halo as you are, but this is older build. This was something yeah. that was supposed to, like Halo Infinite was supposed to launch with the Xbox Series X. Not Series X, sorry. Xbox One X. That's going to no, be confusing. the Series X. The One X Those is already. Right, but wasn't this, like the rumors that I saw, and this could be totally wrong, so you can tell me if I'm yeah. wrong or not. Okay, so so it's wrong that this was supposed to be like a launch title for when the Xbox One X came out. Yeah, no. So I mean, I guess you could say that. I mean, it, it was supposed to come out earlier, right? But because of uh, fan backlash to the story in Halo Five, these this is all just rumors from different people. Um, but they're insiders with with many connections, right? They're basically saying, yeah, this game was supposed to come out, you know, one to two years ago uh, for current gen consoles. So that's also another problem there where you can't just, you've been making a game for three or four years and you can't all of a sudden just be like, well, you know what? Now we're putting it on the next generation console. So we need to up-res all the environments, models, everything else, and put all the new technology that's supposed to be in there. And I think that's uh, one of the other expectations that people had was like, okay, this is supposed to be the big showcase for the Series X. Right. right. This was supposed to be, hey, we're going to show you how, you know, this 12 teraflops can be used in every way possible. Um, but that's not the case. Right. The, and so that was, again, part of the messaging error. I think that that Xbox had was they didn't go in with the correct messaging for the game, which really uh, led to the backlash that it received because they let the rampant hype just go on. I mean, they, they can read the same stuff as everybody else. They, yeah. I mean, they have people that go there and post stuff on these same forums. So they know, and they see them, they should, they should be like, Hey, we should really, you know, put out something that says, Hey, this is, you know, not what it's for, but they also don't want to be like, 
oh, hey, we were going to put this out like a year or two ago, but we held it back, and now we're going to put it out and launch on this. Right. Because, um, I mean, you're not, you don't want to say that, but it, so it was definitely, a, a, you know, a rock and a hard place for them. But And, and, I, th- and I think Microsoft has um, notoriously been bad at their messaging. I think they've been yeah. better this year, um, this generation so far. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think, like, this is a huge misstep for Xbox as, as much as people want other people to believe, right? Yeah. Like, a sure. lot of people out there want to believe, like, this was the worst showing ever, and how, how dare they do this? I, I guess I don't see it that way. And that, I mean, that might be me just saying, hey, I'm not going to buy a Series X anyway because I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5 because I can play all these on my computer. So maybe I'm just not as invested. And and again, I'm like not invested in the console war either. So, and that's probably has a lot to do with it. Like you said, there are, you know, the there's a lot of, there's a lot of attacks out there on Xbox, whether people think it's warranted or not. Like, it's just insane. It's like, it's just a plastic box and Microsoft wants to sell you you know, they want your money. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. If anyone thinks differently about Sony, then I, I don't, I've got, you know, oceanfront property to sell you in New Mexico. Um, <laughs> but like from, from what I saw graphically, like I got excited about Halo again. And I don't think like graphics came into play for me at all. Like I saw it and I said, okay, that looks like Halo. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it has to do something different. Like, I remember, and Devin, you probably do too, when Halo 4 screenshots came out and the hyper detail that the grunts had, like, there was backlash against that also. Yeah. Like, how that looked and how different it looked compared to Halo 3, Halo Reach. So, I don't know if it's like, a, well, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, good luck. Like, I, I am not going to, like, say, hey, this Halo, Halo Infinite fails because of how it looks. Like Halo will fail if the story is bad, like yeah. you know, and 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 that's what it comes down to. I, well, that and if the multiplayer is bad, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's we're we're back on a Halo with the chief, with the guy that doesn't want to be there, and I think that's like one of the cool story tropes. <laughs> it was you have so he- funny, yeah. You have the hero, and the, you have the reluctant hero. So like, let's let's go, let's let's just go like find out what is happening on this Halo. Like, what are the precursors doing? What are the banished going to be doing out here? Like, yes, like the up close of um, of the brute. Like, yeah, his teeth look super plastic. And like you said, Devin, like everyone, like go watch the Digital Foundry breakdown. Like those people are smart. They know exactly what they're talking about. They're explaining to you why it is like this, whether that's good or bad. They're giving you a reason of why it is why it is. Um and Rusted says graphics, aka eye candy, eye candy in games is only a good thing. And and I agree. I love like games that just look amazing. Like yeah, I I don't think that Halo fails because of the way it looks. Um, again, it'll fail because of narrative or whatever. But you know, like I just want to find out more of what's going on on this Halo ring because I enjoy being in their universe. Um, so so I don't know. So. And that's probably just because we're not super invested in this, like, hey, let's kill each other over whose box is going to perform better. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Gabe Newell came out and said, hey, Xbox is the best. Square Enix said, hey, you know, um, the PlayStation 5 is the best. Like, okay, whatever. Like, if you want to pin your hat on, hey, this person said the decision I'm making is the better decision. And if that's what it all comes down to, like, mm-hmm. cool. Like, go take your rhetoric somewhere where people care. Like, I am super excited just to play games wherever, right? Um, and that's what we're about here. So, 
for so They're Devin, in- like I, I would I am super curious for you to like break down the small things that you notice that mm-hmm. that other people have missed in this trailer. Because that's that's really what I care about. Like we can talk about graphics all day, but I think we're just excited to play some more Halo. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's the, that's the biggest thing. And people are like, oh, well, it's not going to be improved that much. The visuals or whatever else. It's like this build, you know, you know how long it takes to make a, a playable demo, you know, set aside just to do this. And talking with developers that we've talked with and playing, you know, early versions of games and different things, it takes a lot of effort for developers to split off a team just to take, okay, here's a build, take this, polish this one part as best you can even though other parts of the game may have new improvements that aren't even going to be in there. Right. And they do this and people are like, well, why are they playing something that's like four months old? Because they want to play something that's not going to crash. They want, you it's know, it's going to crash. It's going to do what yeah. they want. It's performance. Here's it's what it is. Showing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the fact that it was supposed to be in June and then got delayed, uh, you know, they're like, well, why don't they just do it again? Cause they're not going to waste more time. Right. <laughs> they're, they're like, look, we're all working from home. It's already taken longer to do this stuff and we're still trying to get the game out you know on time they're launching it on you know more platforms than they've ever launched a game on they're launching on steam windows store uh you know three different xboxes you know so it's like they're they're doing all kinds of stuff yes they have their huge studio with lots of budget but you know there's definitely things that will improve and definitely can make a difference, but there's a ton of little small things. And so I'll go, I have, I have a list here and I'll just go over some of these things. And so one of the, the thing that I found interesting though, was they said they'll have a ray tracing patch that comes out later, right? That'll really right. take advantage. It's not going to be there at launch. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, what are they using for the reflections? All right. So in the beginning, if you're watching the demo, uh, you can see where you can see the environment reflection. You can see the downed, uh, ship, you know, UNSC ship in there. But the biggest thing that I saw was when the chief comes out and he's fighting those first three grunts is there's real time reflections in the water of the grunt moving. And like when he gets shot and stuff, and when he dies, you can see his reflection moving in the water as you're playing. And I was like, wow, that was, you know, really interesting because that's, that takes a lot of extra effort. So I'm like, if that's not ray tracing, I don't know what, what they're using, right. For that. So, huh? Yeah, something I did not notice, and something that, like, well, you don't have to put in the effort to do this to be reflected in the water, but yeah. So, um, another thing that I noticed as I was watching today, so all the plasma weapons cast their own light, right? And they'll they'll put uh, a glow on the ground, they'll put a glow on other characters, objects, um, you know, whether that's just, um, and it's all the different colors. You know, they all have bright, vibrant colors, but you can see it casting light from that source itself. And so again, that's more detail, more lights, you know, and I'm guessing you probably won't get that on current gen consoles because of how, um, you know, extensive that is. And, you know, every bullet, you know, casts its own light as it's going out for every piece of plasma that's being fired out, which was a lot of detail. The same with fusion coils and shields, you know, those all cast light on the environment. So when you're moving them or throwing them, it all casts a different light as it's moving in real time. So, um, another cool thing was smudges on the ammo counter, right? I mean, lots of other people notice that, but if you look on his AR, like when he's first moving around and he's like spanning up after he killed the grunts, 
And he, I mean, the, the demo was really scripted because you could see where like that banished ship didn't move until he got over there to, to the pan to the right. And then it's like, okay, I'll go up and move, you know. But you can see when it reflects on the sunlight, you can see smudges on the actual glass of the counter. Oh, really? Which I thought was, was crazy. Cool. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, you know, people were like, oh, their textures are really flat and everything else. But like they explain in that thing, they're using real time lighting in the game, which is uh, really costly. And, you know, obviously when they show it off in the sunshine, you can see in, you know, especially when I'm watching at 0.25 speed, you can really see all the details and all the weapons anytime it's in the sunlight. Right. And so in that video, he explains kind of why this was like a bad place to show off. The stuff because it's in a lot of shadow, which doesn't show a lot of the finer details and all the weapons right. and the textures. But that's also because most people are used to everything being pre-baked into it, right? So you're used to already having shadows, having highlights, everything always be there no matter what kind of light it is. Whereas this is a new, you know, it's real-time global lighting. And so that, that makes a huge difference. So that's something that people have to kind of get used to. You know, you can't see the same amount of details when it's in the shade or in a darker area as you can when you're out in the sun. That's just how, how it is, right? So uh, another cool thing with the Warthog, it has independent suspension, right? If nice. you're looking at the Warthog, you can actually see the, the, the coils, you know, compress and everything else when they're moving on their own. But one of the coolest things I, I saw was, so when the Master Chief runs over that grunt that's trying to kill him the first time with the, yeah. the plasmas, is the front tire blows off and you can see it's just a rim in the front and he's still driving, but it's like the front's like teetering down into the dirt and it's like huh. causing causing a mess right there. And so I thought that that was pretty cool. It doesn't just blow off a broken wheel that's sitting somewhere, like blew off the tire and left the rim on the warthog. So I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Um the the actual lights on the warthog, even during the day, like when he first turns and goes around uh, to go up to the bend on that broken piece of ship, you can see the lights from the Warthog actually shining on the environment and on the pieces of the ship, even during the day. So uh, it makes, I mean, when you're looking in the environment, you can see places where there can be lights coming from all over the place. So I'm really interested to see a nighttime, you know, what it is, because they have a day night cycle. So I'm interested to see how big of an effect those lights really have at night. Um, let's see here. All of the, so the grunts, they had different explosions. So if you shot the methane tank behind them, he had, that was yeah. a big green explosion. Or if you just shot them in general, it had like the purple mist for their blood that would come out. For their blood. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. All of the blood, like there's, there was a lot of blood, but it doesn't stay on the ground. It just instantly disappears. Right. So when you're, when you see him and he's shooting the, the covenant or the banished, you know, they all have blood, but it just disappears and doesn't stay on the ground. Um, so the other cool thing I noticed is with the physics for uh, with the, the new, I don't know what it's going to look like on current gen, obviously, or how it's going to play out, but where they got shot with the bullet, like that's where they actually got pushed back from, like from that impact of the bullet. So they would move their character and everything from that impact instead of the ragdoll physics would, would actually reflect like being shot, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. Something that you're not really going to see on the Xbox One version. So I don't even know what you're going to see on the Xbox One yeah, version. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be like 720p. I don't know. <laughs> but um, let's see here. So, again, we talked about, you know, 
the graphics and stuff like that, the character models are actually, again, really detailed on their skin when you can get up close to them. Like when the, the chief is up close to them in the video, and it, you can see when they're in the sunlight, you, like on the Elite, you can see fine details on their armor suit, you know, whether that's the rubber, the small little rubber bits that are sticking up. Or if you're looking at the grunts, you can see all the different stuff on their head, forehead and their arms whenever you're really close to them. So I don't know whether it's the, a loading issue or if it's also still just the lighting from a distance that makes them look not so detailed. But if you go through again and watch, especially like around six minutes, you know, when he's kind of goes up, up the hill and he's kind of fighting the brutes and stuff right there. There's yeah. a lot of places where he's really close to enemies. has a lot of, a lot of detail in those character models. Um, so Sounds like you things... should just make your own uh, video breakdown, Devin. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> no, this is not hold up. I have like four more things. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I just like you should. You should like break it down from from Devin. You should. There's a lot of stuff, right? So a lot of people noticed that they went back to vibrant colors. You know, when I was playing Halo Five, some people that are coming in contact, commenting like, "Oh, I thought these weapons are supposed to be like purple and and all this stuff." Like in Halo Five, they kind of changed the color palette for the Covenant. And they're kind of going back to that again. So that was something I think people will enjoy that really kind of picked that out. Um, there's also, so in Halo 5, you can do a pulse, basically, to like kind of show you where you need to go. Um, and there's also a pulse from the Master Chief in this trailer. Uh, before he kind of goes up and fights the Brutes, you know, when he, when he harpoons the fusion coil and throws it. Uh, before he uses his uh, grapple shot to go up the hill, he does the pulse and you can see it kind of go through the environment and it highlights four or five of the fusion coils up on the hill, but you can see them through the hill because uh, huh. they're outlined in yellow. Right? Yep. Didn't notice that when I watched it. So um, it also does that for weapons, but that's just like all the time for weapons. It puts a white outline around grenades and weapons all the time. So you can see them really easily uh, when you're picking stuff up. And then as so the, in the last scene when he's fighting uh, against the Brutes, two of the Brutes actually have uh, overshields. So um, the, one of the things, the cool things that it looks like for the shields, at least for the Master Chief and the Elites, they're kind of more like a uh, hardened light shield. So if, you, if you're familiar in Halo, like they have the light bridges and stuff like that, they have hardened light that the Forerunners created. Um, whereas in, in prior Halos, like the shield was more, uh, you could see through it and stuff like that, and it would kind of like fizzle out. But when your shield fails in this, like especially on elites, you can see that it actually like explodes off of them and like pieces fly off of them, of, cool. the, of the shield. And the same thing happens with Master Chief, but the Brutes, uh, their shield is actually different. And it doesn't look like it recharges like the elites do. Uh, because he fights one Brute, and then uh, after he gets out of the cannon, he's that other, the first one that he encountered with the shield uh, is still there, and he's easily taken out. And then he encounters another one with the shield that he has to get get rid of the shield, and then he can kill it. So I was like, "That's interesting." I never, you know, Bruce have never had a shield before. So, and those that was the only two. It wasn't the two from the drop pod that we saw. You know, when they came down, it was just two at the very end. So whether they are, you know, different class, something like that, I'm not sure. You know, I I just want to say first of all, like this is what the Freelancer Codex is about. Like deep dives into trailers that are only like seven minutes long, to where you can just talk <laughs> for hours about little details that you miss, little details that you catch. Like, what does it mean for this? Like, this is what the Codex is about, right? Like, this is 
It's just bringing me back, Devin. Like the excitement of like, hey, you watched this thing how many times and you keep kept finding new and new things? Did you notice, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I like when Chief kind of does like a little power slide to the right, is he actually just like, does he have a boost? Is he sliding? What could you tell from that? I think to me, it looks just, like he's sliding. Yeah, I think he's just sliding, right? So you can slide in Halo 5. And so there's some of the things that they're keeping over, like some of the information they came out with. So like the grapple shot will be in multiplayer, but it's a pickup. It's a piece of equipment. Um, so I think a lot of like the power up stuff is all going to be equipment, which I really like because that was in Halo 3 where you could pick those up and use them. And so I think that'll definitely make things more um, competitive in multiplayer instead of everybody just having it. It's like, okay, it's like trying to get the power weapon, trying to get the pickups. You know, that was a big thing in Halo 3 is, is trying to control the map flow, control yep. the items, power ups. And so I think that's going to be a good thing. Whether he has thrusters or not, they haven't said, you know, um, I don't know if you need thrusters if you have grapple shot, but I don't know. I mean, we know there's upgrades in, in the story, in the campaign. So right. what, what that all entail, you know, entails, I don't know. But just, I mean, just the fact that they're like, it's, you know, the, the story in the campaign that you get at launch is larger than both Halo 4 and 5 combined is is ridiculous, right? Like that's, those are each like minimum, you know, eight to 10 hours, depending on what difficulty you're playing in. And um, I do did like, they say the story was that or the map size? No, this like the, the whole. I mean, I don't know if it's just the story, but they, you know, the campaign. They said campaign, so I don't, I don't know hmm. if that also means the side missions because it is. You know, they confirmed this. It's like Ghost of Tsushima, where there's a main story that you can follow, and then there's all these side quests that you can go to. Like the ones where that they're showing off basically in this demo is a side mission where he's going to destroy three anti-air guns. And so you can go about that in any order that you want, they said. Um, obviously, if you're, as you're going through the main story, that will continue on. And so we don't, you know, hopefully they'll yeah, give it, they, I'm sure they'll give us more. Yeah, they keep right. calling it a semi-open world. It's not like a full open world, it's just a semi. You know, like when you have a semi-open world. Um, so Mike, would you say <laughs> that Devin is a Halo super fan? Would you say that? You know what? Um, I don't know if I would, and I'll and I'll qualify that because because the little bit that I've known Devin and and the things that he talks about, I think he's more of a. I do think he likes Halo, and he's all about those characters. But I also think there's an element of Devin is all about the tech and the and the kind of the. Um, yeah, the tech's the right word. Like the technology behind it, frame rates, ray tracing, giga blips, and flumy dupes. You know, like like Devin's all about that stuff. I think that's cool. That's not that's not something to be like to like say anything about. But so I think I think there's two layers going on right now. I think Devin well, really really does like Halo, but he's also geeking out about about the actual you know teraflops and floppy dupes and well, what, what I was like expecting that. you to say, Mike was yes because we have a halo quiz for devin to see if he is a super fan Rusty says devin is a geek mike (laughs) we should uh we should rehearse these more if if you wanted to say something particular (laughs) all right so we are going to take the halo quiz that i found online so i bet it's a super legit quiz that totally is accurate so devin are you up for taking this halo quiz this is it says it's the hardest quiz that only a true Master Chief will get. 
more than yeah. 15 of these questions right. Are you ready I'm sure to go? Mike and I will be happy to take it. Oh, All right. yeah. I'm so, the, what happens when I beat you, though? See? Ooh. And I'll say, dang, you're pretty good. See? Then Mike will be a super fan. I'm a but not just super a super fan. fan, a guy that also likes the tech. Um, so, <laughs> question number one Who originally announced the first Halo game? Was it Bonnie Ross, Bill Gates, or Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. Bonnie Ross. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's. Oh, it's not going to tell me to the very end. It's one of those stupid quizzes. Whatever. All right. Question uh, number lame. two. Which two Covenant weapons in Halo Combat Evolved was Chief unable to use? Was it the Needler and Plasma Pistol, the Covenant Carbine and Needler, the Energy Rod and Fuel Rod Cannon? The Energy Rod and Fuel Rod Cannons. I'm going with that. So Energy Sword and Fuel Rod Cannons. Oh, no. He no, you in Halo sword. 1. Those are Needler. both part of the answer? Yeah, which two Covenant weapons in Halo Combat Evolve was Chief unable to use? Was it the Needler and Plasma Pistol, the Covenant Carbine and Needler, or the Energy Sword and Fuel Rod Cannon? I would go with the Carbine and Needler. All right, Carbine and Needler. Yeah, I thought that I is the Needler. Huh. Because uh, if they which... have the sword and fuel rod, like you could pick up the sword. So and you well, can use it... the plasma pistols. So that's the only one where there's one set by a process guess... of elimination. <laughs> I guess we'll have to figure this out. Um all right. Who which <clears throat> which Halo game has the lowest Metacritic score? How is this like supposed to make you a super fan? This is a dumb yeah, question. I, I don't know why you chose that. Why yeah, you thought Halo the internet 2... was gonna come through for you. Yeah, seriously. Halo two, <laughs> Halo three, or Halo five. No, it says Halo, Halo 3 ODST. Sorry. I would put, put it at Halo 5. For me. Right. And what's the, what was the question, though? Um, so which, which, uh, the which had the lowest score? Metacritic score? Because I know like oh. both Halo 2 and 3 were in like the 90s, and ODST was also in the 90s, I believe. So. All right, question number four. What is the name of the Halo 2 multiplayer map, which reappeared in Halo 3 as Last Resort? This is like a Devon question. Is it Ascension? Midship or Zanzibar? Zanzibar. All right, we can go with Zanzibar. It's not going to tell us until the very Wait, end. What was here. the question again? It's probably not. It's probably just going to say like you got thirteen of fifteen right, and it's not even going to tell you which one. No, tell it has question. to tell me. I already, yeah, I already well, like, though. I already clicked it. It's so, all right. What is the name of it's the first six. ever Halo novel? Is <laughs> it Until Dawn, First Strike, or The Fall of Reach? The Fall of Reach. Fall of Reach says Devin. All right. Let's see. What is the name of the multiplayer badge you collect for killing an enemy while they're charging you with an energy sword? I sh I'm not even going to give you the uh, the multiple choice for this one. It's the one with the bull. Um, shoot. You can hear it. Come on. Hear it. I know I can hear it, but... I'll give it to you since you said the one with the bull because it's called Bull True. Yes. That's it. Yeah, so we everyone knows that one. All right, next one. What is Master, what is Master Chief's name? <laughs> I even uh, know this what, one. His full name. Really? What's his name? It just it just says his first name and then his designation. What's his name? Mike, you say you know it. What's his name? It's uh, John Malcolm McGorner. <laughs> John 117. All right. His last name isn't 117. That's his it's designation. Because they designated 
The, the next question will be What's your last name? Hey, Mr. How many Master Chiefs are there? Name all the Master Chiefs. Which of the following was not an early code name for the original Halo? <clears throat> Monkey Nuts, <laughs> or Ring World? Blam! There's an exclamation point. So I have to say it like Blam! I'll say Blam. Yeah, just, was not an early code name? Yep. All right. Because I know Ringworld was for sure. So the like the when I click on these questions, it like gives me a green and a red, but the lowest selected answer is always red, and the highest selected answer is always green. So I'm not sure if that's telling me anything, like if it's right or wrong. Like this is games radar, <laughs> you suck. What is the last thing Chief <laughs> says to Cortana before entering cryosleep at the end of Halo 3? I'm not even like gonna me give when you, you need that. me. Yeah, whatever. Like, this is like only the real Master Chief will, whatever. So, what happens is you depend on somebody else's test and you don't make it up yourself. Yeah, it's like, but oh, it's this like, is going to be like really bad because Steven's going to draw from like all this script. And I'm, I'm like, going to oh. get all this like obscure knowledge that no, no one would ever get. So, who is the only main character to appear and have a speaking role in Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, ODST, and Reach? Who's the only main character? Yeah, so the multiple choice is Cortana, uh, Sergeant Avery Johnson, or 343 Guilty Spark. I'll go with Sergeant Johnson. I think I actually know this one. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, is that's your final answer. Well, she did speak, she did speak in Reach. So then it would have to be her. So all right, so you're gonna go Cortana? Because Johnson died, but I mean, it could be prequel, cool, but spoiler alert. All right. So, Nolan North <laughs> has appeared in how many Halo games? What kind of question yeah. is this? Nolan yeah. North would be who was Nolan North? Was he Guilty Spark? No, he wasn't Guilty Spark. Uh, he's, I don't even Let's know see. which which one he Nolan. did the voice acting for. I will tell you, Nolan North has been in every game since the start of time and he played oh i don't know if i should tell you Cortana calls the master chief john so so halo north north um portrayed a marine in halo 3 sergeant john fords halo wars corporal huh yeah i guess he he was just three or four so it's the the answer is zero two or four four then all right four it is waka waka all right, who is the final character Waka, to Waka. die? <laughs> who is the final character to die in Halo Reach? Is it Noble Five, Noble Six, or Noble Seven? Noble Six. Final answer? Yeah. Final okay. character to die? Alright. You're the final character. It's never shown on screen, just saying. So who wrote <laughs> the script for the never made big screen Halo mu- movie? Peter Jackson, Alex Garland, or Eric Nylon? Uh, well, Peter Jackson was going to direct it, right? Um, yeah. But who wrote the script? I guess I'll just have to put... You know, I don't... I'll just do <laughs> Peter Jackson. All right. He's not so a writer. Gonna, He's a hobbit. We're going to move on. What is the Latin name for the Flood? Why would there be... Okay. Is it Inferi Redivius? Mortuis Dimabalito, 
that's more Spanish than Latin. That's or your Latin? Corpora reincarnada. That's more Spanish also. That last one. Okay. Let's move on to what is the meditative state that forerunners enter into when using a cryptum in Halo 5? Is it Zankara? Wait. So maybe I don't know how to pronounce this, but there's <laughs> X Ankara, which to me reads Zankara. And then there's Z-A-N-Kara, which is Zankara. And then there's Karhana. Um, oh, not a true come fan. On, come, on, come on, Super Halo fan. Got this like segment the Forerunner out. stuff is like my least favorite part of it. <laughs> um, mostly because I don't like Greg Bear's writing style. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't even remember this stuff from Halo 5. I'm going to go with the one with the X. All right. All right. Now let's see here. What was the working title for the canceled Halo MMO? Titan Project, Overwatch, or Chronicles? No, two of those are like Blizzard titles. Yeah, I'll just do Overwatch. All right. Let's see. Halo. That was, was going to be made by Obsidian, by the way. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. They had they'd been working on it for a couple of years. And uh, then Microsoft said no. And then like that's what really kind of almost tanked Obsidian because they were depending on that. And then they had to go find you know other, other, other games work. to make. Yeah, so that's mm -hmm. why it was like a really big deal when Obsidian signed with Microsoft because there was like bad blood with, between them for years. But that was old management versus new management. So. Are you ready to hate this next question? Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> Halo has not appeared in which one of these games? Dead or Alive 4, Guitar Hero, or Shovel Knight? Let me say that again. Halo has not appeared in which one of these games? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, you said Dead or Alive 4? Yeah. Um, Dead or Alive 4, no, Guitar Hero, or Shovel Knight? Something in Shovel Knight, I believe there's like a Master Chief skin or whatever. I'll just go with Guitar Hero. All right. Um, question 18, we're almost done here. Members oh of which... Oh, geez. Members of which TV show cast formed most of the ODST team? Is it Stargate, Babylon 5, or Firefly? It's Firefly. Firefly. <laughs> You have to be a super fan to know this. Halo Wars was originally built. I'm just going to read this as is. I'm just going to go <laughs> Halo Wars was originally built on what game engine? Command and Conquer, Age of Mythology, or Halo 2? Uh, I believe Command and Conquer. This is like the longest quiz ever. All right. <laughs> In Halo 5 Guardians, what caused the biggest technical problem during development? Splitstream. Maintaining 60 FPS, animated cactuses that reacted to gunfire. Screw you, Quiz. Like, seriously, if like, this is something that you're going to come at us with, with, oh, you've got to be the best to know this. Like, screw you. Those are the only drop, two in, drop in, drop out co op. Yeah, it's the co op. Oh. Because <laughs> they canceled it. They just didn't have it. <laughs> Devin, you got 10 correct. Wow. You are a master, but not of Halo, it says. 
So I think it was telling me like that last part here. So I can go back to these now. Let's see. It says animating cactuses that react to gunfire was the biggest hurdle from Halo 5. Sounds like it. Because we don't even, I don't even see a cactus in the entire game. What are you talking about? I think there might be cactuses when you go to the Sangilly um, homeworld. Maybe. But, but I don't remember like shooting a cactus and like even like caring if it reacted at all. I remember <laughs> them talking about it. Um, but I figured the, uh, because neither one of them are reacting. Yeah, I guess neither one of them are in there. So I guess it's more difficult than go up. What else did I get wrong? <laughs> um, I don't know. I closed that quiz because it's a garbage quiz. Oh, so okay. I said, F that noise. Let's get out of here. So. 50%. Devin, congratulations. Woo! You are a master in all of our hearts on all things Halo. So I mean, real quick. Honestly, there's a lot of stuff in Halo, right? So there's a lot. Like, like there's a lot of content there for you to try to categorize and file away. And did you and know no one, it? No one feels any less of you because you failed the test. I mean, you just have to get rid of your your whole designation of being the on-site Halo expert. I mean, that's not going to alter your your. I mean, um, I'm pretty sure I got yourself, more right so. than you did, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steven, Steven stopped asking me questions after question yeah. two. So. They, uh, did you know they have at least two people that they call lore masters that create, like, their Halo Bible, basically, of that yep. puts everything together? And you're not Man, one of those, them, those guys have to know a lot of stuff. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, th those guys also aren't asked to like, you know, stupid quiz questions created by the internet. They're like, hey, lore master, remember that time where we couldn't get the cactuses to register right? That was the worst hurdle ever. The it's whole like game hinged on cactuses. Someone's opinion, I guess, you know. But. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Let's go talk about something fun again. Um because that yeah. quiz i get distracted really by long. this video playing in the background uh, yes, i get distracted so by I. you having it playing in the background also from now on only static images so let's actually go over to the news keanu bring us in for the news are you kidding me that's the wrong one that's the wrong one are you kidding me i gotta talk to you about something so real quick, um, just a couple things that happened in the news since we're already going a little bit long on the show, so we'll cover a lot of these fairly quickly. Ubisoft will not be raising prices. According to an earnings call, their CEO said they will not be raising prices for this holiday season, at least. So maybe in the future, they'll jump it up to $70. But for right now, Ubisoft will not raise the price of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, maybe Ubisoft just didn't want very ter more terrible press, so they decided to leave <laughs> it at sixty dollars after like, everything that's happened. Got enough flack already. Yeah, so maybe they should clean up everything that's happening on their side of the um, of the aisle, and you know, stop abusing people at your company. But I do um, have hey, a Halo news bit. That I'd please hit us with that Halo news bit. So Brad Sams, right? You know, insider. You've heard of Brad Sams. Totally. Yeah. So, anyways, he's been semi-reliable, but uh, so it was on Thursday. He's like, they're having, you know, during this whole like oh, meltdown, blah blah blah. Um, he's like, one source told me that multiplayer is not going to launch with Halo Infinite, and like less than two hours later, like the, the community manager's like, this is total boost. <laughs> <laughs> this is not true whatsoever, and so. I mean, I'm it was good. they put the kibosh on that like super quick because they're like, no, that is not even. And I'm usually he doesn't go off with just one, one source. So, Yeah, I'm surprised that that 
rumor got as much traction as it did that fast. Oh, because everybody but, was already hating on it. So they were like, oh, delay the game. And I'm like, shut up. I don't want them to delay the game. I'll punch you in the pants. You shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, so multiplayer for Halo is not being delayed. All right. So prices are not going up right now. Hey, do you guys remember the channel G4? This might yep. just be a, like, G4 was a place where you can go and get a lot of video game stuff. This is where Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb did their show. This is where What's-Her-Face licked the controller that, like, melted the internet down for, like, several months. Um, and also, do you guys remember, there was a show, Devin, and I couldn't remember the name of it, where they would have two teams compete in four different games, and there was usually always MechWarrior. I think one of them was always Doom or Unreal. And then at the end, they would, like, you know, figure out who was the best at all these different games. Do you remember the name of that show? I don't remember because my mother would not let me watch that channel because <laughs> they did really weird things many times, um, you know, because they were trying to be edgy or whatever. But So, G yeah, G4 would always do, like, anime at night. They had really weird anime on super late at night, so I'd stay up and watch that. They also had um, – they would just show game trailers, like, over and over again for, like, two-hour blocks. You could just watch game trailers. Game trailers game trailers. So that was always cool so apparently it's coming back there was a couple tweets like and like yeah. everyone on the internet is like oh hire me i want to be on the show be i want to be on the show hire this person like how does this even come back does it come back like is it a twitch show does it come back like on a I, network? I think it's coming back on so it's owned by comcast right and they have yeah. a new streaming service it's called peacock and so i'm guessing it's going to be on mm. there for sure yeah. uh, and they'll have it on their streaming service and it's also run by their um, supposedly run by the guy who's in charge of all their esports league stuff. Uh, the Fox developing. guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what his name is, but something they're Fox. developing esports league or something, and so he's going to yeah. be in charge of it. But I'm guessing this is Comcast's bigger push into trying to get into that that and just going to have it on their streaming service. Which, if you have you know Comcast or Xfinity, you get that streaming service for free. Um, so. You know, you know, it'd be cool if there was a place where people could just go broadcast and them playing video games or talking about video games. Um, that would be a cool thing that people should do. People should but, jump on know, that. I would prefer it be, you know. <laughs> because like as cool and as like, oh, the nostalgia of G4 coming back. Like, I'm not going to tune into G4. Like I will continue <laughs> to get my news from websites and podcasts that I listen to. I have zero desire to watch talking heads talk about it like even though like i guess we're talking heads technically talking about video games right now but i'm like that's kind of like twitch is what twitch has become right this is where you go to get your hot takes to go in depth to get news like g4 is like i think it's something of the past that i'm like have zero interested interest of going back to so cool for them i guess good luck all right uh rest rest in the chances what you guys are broadcasting? I thought Devin was streaming that game. <laughs> yep, Devin has been playing the same. I just put my camera. Oh uh, yeah, this whole time I just put my camera real big, <laughs> real big, and this is what I'm playing, and this is all Best I do. You're funny. You're rusty. You're rusty. I wish funny. I was playing Halo Infinite. I mean, if I had Halo Infinite, I would be like garbage yeah, game, totally garbage tier, uh, PlayStation for life. Uh, Metacritic <laughs> is changing its user review policy. Instead of users being able to review a game instantly. 
they have to wait 36 hours. So this is actually well, something that's 24, should, huh? I thought it was only yeah. a day. Um, when I read it, it was 36 hours, but this is something that should have been in place like 178 years ago. Yeah. Like the review bombs on Metacritic are ridiculous. So I mean, it's not going to change anything. Just the review bombs are going to start a day and a half after the game launches. Well, that's so. fine, but at least we know that is it something though? is different. Is it I, like, I like I, these Steam ones where it's like, yeah, they've it's verified that this person has played it and owns yeah. the game. So you can be like, oh, this person who's given it a review doesn't own the game, hasn't even played it, but it tells you right there. And so it's just like, well, shut up that person. Shut up. Yeah, I, shut up. I like the reviews where people are like 278 hours. I hate this game. It's garbage. Those are my favorite yeah, reviews. It's like, wait, you played a lot? Yeah. Uh, Rocket League is going to free to play. Um, they were purchased by Epic a while ago. They're going to be coming to the Epic Game Store, and Rocket League is going to be free, which is super cool because Rocket League is a super fun game. If you're good at it, if you're garbage at it, it's not that much fun when you play against good people. Yeah, but, it was um, fun a couple years ago. I don't know. But Rusted a lot of people says, still play it. Um, Rusted says, Steve, you're very thorough. I think there's a sheer lack of journalist, journalists and game journalism. You would return us to an era that is actually journalism on games. <laughs> I would dive into like the useless details of, now let me tell you about this rock over here on the left. This rock was made <laughs> by this person. I appreciate that, Rusted. You are a kind soul. Um, like and subscribe, Rusted. Um, <laughs> so, God, <laughs> like, I already am. <laughs> I know. Um, we appreciate Rusted and our correspondent from Japan. So Godfall, we got a couple of news. They sent out a, they, Eric's got a little interview um, to talk about Godfall. They released a new Valor Plate. It's the fourth official Valor Plate that has been announced. It's the Wolf Valor Plate called the Hinterclaw. They have also announced, stop that, Devin, you're going to make me seasick. Um, they have also announced that there will be no microtransactions in Godfall. It is going to be content um, ready to go. You'll be able to complete it. There will be an end game. We don't know what that means for future DLC or future content, how they're going to dole that out, but we know that there will not be any microtransactions. We also know, and to the dismay no of cosmetics. some... That there will be no cosmetics because the Valor plates are going to be very much like um, frames in Warframe that you can change like the color. Um, we don't know if you'll be able to change the textures like you can in Anthem, but you're not going to be able to mix and match your armor sets. The Valor plate you are wearing is the Valor plate that you are wearing, and that's it. So that'll be pretty interesting to see. Um, that's fine. You can be disappointed, but it's on PlayStation, so... PlayStation Master Race. Nope. It's going to be the inferior version because you don't have an SSD. Who has a PlayStation right now? (laughs) Uh, You do. I do. That's right. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand your question, like why you're asking or pointing that out right now. So that'll be cool. I'm excited for Godfall. That's going to come out later. We'll know exactly when that's going to launch when we hear more about the PlayStation 5. Cuphead got a surprise release on PlayStation 4 today. Something that um, I didn't know anyone was going to be expecting at all. It's just like, hey, here you go, PlayStation. Here's Cuphead, one of the best platformers that has come out in a really long time. Um, I think it's MDH, Devin, right? It's MDH, MDG. Studio I forget MDH. the name. Um, they, they made, I think it's MDH. They made one of the funnest games of 2017. I think that game has been out that long. I really enjoyed Cuphead. It's a super hard game. My co-hosts have not been able to beat it because they're not as pro gamers as I am. But that is a super fun game. It's come to Switch. It's I mean, now my coming kids to PlayStation beat it. it can't 4. be that hard, Steven. You are a liar and a deceiver. <laughs> 
so um playstation 4 is getting cuphead that is super cool i think cuphead i think at least one level of cuphead is also out on the on the tesla models if you have a tesla you could play cuphead while you drive maybe not sure um don't quote me on that but that's happening all right there has been a massive nintendo leak everyone has been talking about it i didn't know how much we wanted to talk about it here however there is one cool thing that did leak there, a long time ago, if we all go into the Wayback Machine to 1999, um, when Mario 64 released, was that 1999? Let's, somebody somebody fact check me and tell me when uh, Mario 64 was released, because for Fake some news. reason I'm Fake thinking it's 1999. He's um, already lost his journalistic cred. <laughs> Like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> there, there was a rumor that was going around. Oh, Mario was 64 is a 96 platform game for the Nintendo 64 and the first in the Super Mario series to feature 3D gameplay. As Mario, the players explores Princess Peach's castle and must rescue her from Bowser. Because we didn't do that in any of the games before that. Like, Not like in 3D. For the rescue. Um, <laughs> Nintendo has the best IPs and best games ever, don't you know? They don't repeat. Phaedron is not here. Stop it. So one of the rumors was <laughs> Kevin just like crossed his arms it's, and put a pouty look on his face. Um, Russ really has said 96 was the year he got married. Steve. You know, I don't like it when you get tried to derail me. All right. So <laughs> the rumor was that when you got 120 stars, was which was the maximum amount of stars in the game, you could find a secret place into the top of the castle and you could finally play as Luigi. There was a shadow of a character at one point in a waterfall where everyone thought that they would be able to play as Luigi. It never happened. Couldn't ever figure it out. In this GigaLeak, we found the Luigi model for Mario 64. So potentially it could have been in there, but it never was. But now we know that maybe it was at one time, but that it got cut. Um, Rusted says, thanks for bringing up such a painful memory. Next time, just give me a paper cut and pour lemon juice on it. I'm sorry, Rusted. I apologize. We're closed. Yeah. Bye-bye, boys. Right. Have fun storming the castle. So I, this next article, I wanted, I dropped a picture in chat for you. Devin, I don't know if you can like bring this up on your camera, but there is a device called the Analog Pocket. And the Analog Pocket is a Game Boy device in which you can play There's nothing your... nothing in chat here. Not in chat, on the document. It's a Game Boy-like <laughs> device to where you can play your old cartridges on this device. All right? The, so this is what the description says. So last year, the makers of the Super NT and Mega SG premium retro consoles announced a gorgeous new device to let you play your favorite handheld games of yesteryear in the best possible way. The Analog Pocket lets you play more than 3,000 Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance cartridges with the option to purchase. Thank you for covering up the lines that I was reading. I really, really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> expand the library to include Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket, and the Atari Linux. Unfortunately, the sleek device, which was originally okay, scheduled to ship over. sometime this year, has been delayed to May 2021 due to supply chain issues outside of analog controls, probably due to COVID-19. Now, looking at this device, is this something that you two would be interested in purchasing in order to play old cartridges on? Uh, no. I don't have any old cartridges. I mean, it'd be cool to check out and use, but I mean, if I could buy a cartridge with games on it, but I don't have any old Game Boy cartridges. Mike, is this something that would be interesting to you at all to be able to like play Tetris again on a Game Boy-like device? No. I mean, no. I, I think it'd be fun to play those games again, 
but just not on another device. I don't, I don't, I don't like going backwards. Put it up on screen for everybody. So now, so let me tell you, let me ask you this question now, because the pre-orders for Analog Pocket go live next week on August 3rd. Um, and the Analog Pocket costs $200. <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't catch that, it was, <laughs> I didn't do it right the first, the second time. So I think this is actually a cool looking device, but I don't think of it's course you do. <laughs> I I said it's a cool looking device. It has, you know, it's very much a throwback to those yeah. old to the looks old Game like Boy. Game Boy. Right? It looks I mean, it looks like a sleek square Game Boy. It looks like that note slate, Devin. Do you remember the note slate when everyone like tried to get Such the note slate troll, to be a right? thing? <laughs> and then it was never a thing. And on I Facebook, still like, get completely stuff for that kind of device all the time. They come up with different really? names. All the time, there's like the thinnest tablet ever. <laughs> you can it. It's it's a piece of paper, but um, yeah. So so far, like that's I think those are the big news beats. I mean, I think this is a cool device, but you know, really, like Nintendo should just actually have a better virtual store on the Switch in order to for people to access these games. I know there's a lot of issues when you talk about license licensing and all that stuff, but I mean, man, like. There's obviously a desire to play old games, but again, I wonder if it's just like, yep, I booted this up for five minutes and now I'm done. So it's just it, like, you know, my older systems that I have in a box that I don't hardly ever play. Play them for like a weekend or two weekends, you know, it's fun. You're like, eh, no, I'm good. <laughs> you, no. you pull them out when you're, when you're, you know, painting the walls in the house and everything has to be out of the way. You plug in the SNES and you, play that with the kiddos and then you're done like it's back it's back in the linen closet where we put it so. where it belongs well cool well guys i don't know if I it belongs there well i really appreciate the time that you spent with me today talking about video games and talking about the industry and rusted hanging out with us sj kdt thanks for hanging out everyone else that's lurking there in chat um I'm excited for let's see gamescom is the next big thing that's coming up and that'll be here in 28 days that'll be we so next week we should do our gamescom prediction show because that's going to be like where we see a lot more stuff from hopefully from from sony we're going to see more stuff from xbox it's probably going to be some more cyberpunk stuff because cyberpunk seems to be everywhere say that again is that game still coming out yeah, that game is coming it's not out get around till next year. <laughs> um, so far, no. It comes out around the same time as Stormlight Number Four, so I'll mm. probably be reading that before I play the game. Probably around the same time as the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five, which which we learn has removable blades. So I don't know if you can like remove them to repaint Maybe. them yourself. Um, and, and that's the thing with these consoles; like the consoles have never had something like that that's like removable to where you can customize, right? Like these right. consoles are not built. I mean, to the Xbox 360 had a faceplate, but that's true. And I wish they would have done more with that. But it seems like they just never really did anything with it. But recently, like this generation, it was like, hey, you want a special edition console? Like you're gonna have to buy a whole brand new console to get this different paint job. Which I would rather much just like, hey, sell me different looking um, plates that go on the outside of my PlayStation, and that would be awesome. Because yeah. then I would buy many, many more of them without having to shell out another $400. Oh, real quick question. I keep hearing people say that the PlayStation Series X will be a huge value at $500. Yeah. Why on earth would Microsoft 
try to hit that price point and not hit a $400 price point. Like it no, seems so insane I, to I me that they would go 500. No, I don't think they're going to do 500. They're, I believe they're going to undercut Sony. If so, they're both playing a game of chicken, right? And uh, they're trying to wait, wait out the other person. But um, I believe Microsoft is being super aggressive and they're going to undercut Sony, you know, as by as much as a hundred dollars. So I think they're they're going to be, uh, you know, the more, you know, less expensive box and the more powerful box. Yeah. But let's say Sony comes out and says, Hey, PlayStation five, $400, just like the PlayStation four was like, you think Microsoft releases series X at $300. See, that's the thing. That's why they're waiting. Right. So, uh, the um, BOM for the PlayStation is supposed to be like $480, right? That's with disk drive. Without the disk drive, which is like 20 bucks, you know, so maybe 460 And so what, what the kind of thought is really for the digital one, they get a high revenue share, right, of the actual game when you buy the game. And two, they can still be like PlayStation 5 starting at $400, you know, or $450 whatever they're going to do but that's just for the all digital one right um i just don't know because their their ssd is super expensive uh you know the stuff they made in there is really custom and really expensive that's that's the problem with what they did um by going with their extremely fast ssd and having to make everything all their own they can't just you know customize one that you can get for cheaper uh, not saying that either either system is cheap, but um, yeah, for five hundred dollars, like especially on the Series X, that's supposed to be like around the same power as a twenty eighty Ti, which costs twelve hundred dollars by itself. I mean, five hundred bucks is ridiculous. So. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, we're talking about consoles, though. It's not like, hey, all of a sudden this console is like a thousand dollar console. Like when we yeah, talk no, about, I mean, they're, they're going to be five hundred max. That's what they're saying. It's going to be a huge, a huge. Uh, deal at $500 because it's got current gen CPU, current gen, you know, GPUs, high speed memory, all this stuff. And then even at $500, it'd be a steal with all the stuff that you're able to do. Uh, so I think that these guys, if they do not put them out at $400, then it's a huge misstep, especially considering the success Sony had last time. I mean, that price point is one of the reasons they got locked in as the yep. de facto champions I, I of mean, this generation. That's They both have different strategies, right? Like, So Xbox is going to do the Series X and the Series S. So they're going to have a 200 to 250 which, machine. Which we haven't heard about yet at all. Yeah, I mean, because it's hard to talk about the cheaper machine when you can't reveal price for the other machine. <laughs> right, and, and but, I get that. But I, but I also think that, you know, like, I think instead of, I think, I think Microsoft, Rusted, thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you later. I think Microsoft needs to, every time that they show a game, they need to announce that it's coming to Game Pass. And like, they really need to like take the focus off of the box because that's really where Microsoft's strategy I mean, is going is to did, Game Pass. Right? Well, not really. Like they mentioned it at the beginning that it's all coming. But I, instead of like saying like world exclusive, they really need to just replace world exclusive with coming to game pass because that's really where their strategy going forward is. That's really where people are going to find the value. Um, because really for them, that's, that's the game that they're playing. Um, so which, which makes it even more interesting for me, like why the cat and mouse with Sony, like if Sony wants to put out a box for $400, 
like let them do that. I don't think the Series X needs to compete with that because their games will it's say still about X, messaging because I, I, I get no matter that, the news, they have the uphill battle irregardless. So yeah, I just think it's something that they need to capitalize more on. So anyway, um, guys, thanks for hanging out again, chat, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate all the support that you give us. And until next time, um, there's a shaper storm on the horizon. So we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Thank you for listening what? to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut it's Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Fake news. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancer codex slash voice messages. We wish was, to thank all of our patrons. It was really we are grateful to for that you line. Because there were a lot of S's. And uh, so 